At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. B21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. I remember I made this for my nieces once, and she said, I'm still dreaming about this dish, which I thought was so cute. Okay, so first off, you might be wondering what I mean by, quote, onion bacon, especially since this recipe is in a book called The Weekday Vegetarians. Well, I'll just say that before we decided to dial back meat in our house, we used to make a version of this dish all the time. And what we would do was saute bacon in a pot, remove that, add onions and corn and tomatoes and everything else, um, and then you make our sauce. And then at the end, we would chop up the crispy bacon and toss it all in, and it was delicious, obviously. But when we went vegetarian, we were trying to look for a way to create that depth without the bacon, obviously. So what I ended up doing was caramelizing an onion, and not just any onion, but a red onion. For some reason, when you cook them down low and slow, they become, I think, the most flavorful caramelized onion. But that's what we're gonna do first. So here's what you're gonna need for today's recipe. You will need kosher salt and freshly ground black pepper, one medium red onion sliced, four tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil, 16 ounces of tagliatelle or spaghetti or whatever your favorite ribbon-like noodle is, three tablespoons of unsalted butter, one garlic clove, Unless you really like garlic, um, then you can add another one or two. Pinch of dried red pepper flakes, four cups of corn kernels from about four medium ears. They do not have to be cooked. Three to three and a half cups of roughly chopped ripe tomatoes from about three medium tomatoes with their juices. A half a cup of freshly grated Parmesan cheese, which is about two ounces, and four fresh basil leaves, chopped. Okay, so caramelizing onions is um, very easy to do. We want to do that first in the recipe because the longer that your caramelized onions cook, the, the deeper and the more flavorful they become. So I just poured my three tablespoons of olive oil into a Dutch oven, um, like a medium-sized Dutch oven, and I turned the heat to medium. And I've already chopped my onion. I've actually sliced it, and it's one medium onion, and I'm just adding it to the oil. So you wanna just check on them periodically. You know what, I'm gonna actually turn my heat down a little bit lower because I forgot this, we, we do have time. Sometimes I, I try to speed the process by cooking them higher and that doesn't necessarily end well. So I have time today, so I'm gonna just cook these on low heat. I'm gonna add a tiny bit of salt. The next thing I'm gonna do is fill up a medium pasta pot with water. As usual with most pasta water, you wanna heavily salt it. It should taste like the sea. So I would say a, kind of a fistful of salt. I know that sounds like a lot, but then turn your heat to hot. So you can hear those onions sizzling a little bit. I'm stirring them every few minutes and they're starting to soften. 
doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing, but it's gonna take a little bit longer. In general, I would say it takes about 15 minutes minimum to caramelize onions. Um, but again, if you have 30 minutes, then cook them for 30 minutes. They really make such a difference when they get all sweet. But yes, absolutely 15 minutes would be fine. My friend Frances taught me a trick a long time ago to accelerate the sweetening process. She adds a little bit of balsamic at the end. So I, sometimes I do that, but today I'm not gonna do that. So while those onions caramelize and the water boils, I'm gonna prepare the rest of my ingredients. Um, I am going to chop up some garlic. Um, I'm gonna take the kernels off of four ears of corn. You do not have to cook them. I've already done three ears, so I'm gonna do one more, one last one with you here. And I've already taken a little sneaky taste of, of one, and they are so good, which is not surprising, because it's kind of almost peak, peak season for corn, which is usually when I make this meal. I mean, I can make it in other times of the year, but it's just not gonna be nearly as good. And this is such a great way to showcase corn and tomatoes. Um, I mean, I've, I'm sure you're like this too, but I feel like I wait all year just for these few weeks when the corn and the tomatoes are in season. I remember I made this for my nieces once. They came over for a dinner right before school started last year. And my niece texted me a few weeks later a picture of a bowl of the pasta. And she said something like, I'm still dreaming about this dish, which I thought was so cute. That's always a good sign when you get the reviews weeks later. Okay, what else am I prepping here? I have to chop up my tomatoes. I have not done any of that yet. So three medium tomatoes. Oh God, I just cut into one and it looks so good. It's deep red. I was not expecting that. I wasn't sure what to expect because they were kind of lightish colored at the market and when you slice into it, it's just like that beautiful um, rich color. So I'm feeling good about this, but I'm just chopping them up very artlessly and I'm trying to save as much juice as I can as I chop because you want that juice. There's no added liquid in the sauce. Um, maybe there's a little pasta water at the end, but for the most part, the sauciness comes from the liquids released from the tomato and the corn. I know you're not gonna believe me when I say this, but there are certain meals I definitely miss when I try to take the meat out of them, and I just kind of can't quite replicate the, the flavors um, that you get from meat or from pork fat or from beef fat, but this dinner is, I think it's actually better. We figured out a way to make it just as satisfying. I mean, we, we've made so many different versions of this over the years, like sometimes we add shrimp, with the corn and the tomatoes. As I said, sometimes we do bacon, sometimes we do bacon and shrimp. So I was a little nervous about losing the meat in this recipe. Um, oh, there's my dog, she approves. And it turns out I had nothing to worry about because it actually ended up delicious. Okay, so just checking in on our onions. They probably need another five or six minutes. They're looking good though, and the water's about to boil, so I will check back with you in a few minutes. Okay, my pasta water is boiling, so I'm gonna put in my 16 ounces of pasta. That would be a pound for those of you doing the math. Um, I'm just using fettuccine. It's a Trader Joe's organic fettuccine. For this meal, sometimes I like to use those tagliatelle nests um, that are just eggy and somehow more fresh. I didn't have those today, so I'm just doing it this way. 
which is fine. It's still gonna be delicious. I've also made a gluten-free version of this. There's a gluten-free pasta. It is called Taste Republic, and it's gluten-free linguine, and it's the best version of gluten-free pasta that I've ever tried, and we made it with this for a friend who's gluten-free, and um, she, was, she was very satisfied, so, so I was too. And we are back. I am Jenny Rosenstrack. This is Play Me a Recipe. And we are in the middle of making a recipe from my new cookbook, The Weekday Vegetarians. It's a pasta with corn, caramelized onions, tomatoes, and basil. And right now we are waiting for those onions to caramelize and for the pasta water to boil. Okay, now while the pasta boils, we're gonna make our sauce. And it really does take as little time as it does for the pasta to cook. So I'm looking at my onions. They're very crispy sounding, as you can hear. Um, not crispy, I should say they're golden and um, browns, but um, soft and they smell really delicious. Um, so then I'm going to add um, some crushed red pepper flakes. I'm just adding them freehand here, but I believe I call for a pinch of dried red pepper flakes. So I did a free form there too. Um, I also chopped my garlic clove. Again, as I said, um, if you're a big garlic fan, we are not, I know, I know, I know. Um, so I do only use one clove here, but you can go up to two or three if you want, even four. I know you garlic people are crazy. Um, and then this is the hardest part. You just have to dump your tomatoes. You hear that? I have two trays of tomatoes, so it's gonna take me a little while to get them all in there. And then the kernels from your corn. This is a little trick here. I was not smart. I just cut them right on a, the side big cutting board instead of doing them on a separate one that I could just wipe into the pan. Okay, so now I have my corn and my tomatoes and my garlic and my onions in this big pot um, with red pepper flakes and salt. A little more salt and a little more pepper. Oh, I forgot to add the butter. Um, I like to add the butter in the beginning, but just to, I don't know why, just to give it a little more fat to add the, so the garlic when it goes in, it can sizzle a little, but you don't really need it. I could add some, I'm gonna add some right now. So no harm done there, but I call for three tablespoons. So, or three tablespoons? Yes, three tablespoons, but if you wanna do a little bit less than that, that's fine too. So now I'm looking at this beautiful, chunky sauce and my pasta still has three or four minutes to go. So literally that is how easy it is to make the sauce. I'm gonna turn up the heat a little bit on the sauce just to get it to break down a little bit more. It does need a little bit more time, but not that much more. Okay, while I'm thinking of it, my pasta is not ready yet, but I'm gonna take out about a half a cup of pasta water. I always forget to do this. I think it's just always a good policy to have a half a cup of the pasta water reserved and you do this just because it helps distribute cheese or sauce ingredients once everything is combined. Sometimes you don't need any, sometimes you need a half a cup. Um, I usually save about a half a cup and that's what I'm doing in this case. I even have been known to put the measuring cup in the colander where I strain the pasta just to remind me to do it because so many times I've drained the pasta and then I say, oh my God, I forgot to save the pasta water. 
not the worst thing to happen, but still. Okay, that pasta looks like it's ready, so I'm going to strain it. I already saved my pasta water, so I'm not stressing about that. It's going into my colander, and I'm putting the pot back on the stove, turning off the heat. I always add a little bit of olive oil right to the strainer just to prevent sticking from the pasta. So I'll toss that a little bit, and then I'm gonna add that right back into the pot. You can hear that. Okay, so now I have my olive oil drizzled pasta, and I have my chunky, beautiful sauce, and I just have to marry the two together. All right, this is my favorite part when it all comes together. You could, in theory, I guess, make this in one pot if you wanted to stretch it out a little bit longer. But right now, I'm dumping all of that beautiful sauce into the pasta pot and stirring. And so right now, it just looks like spaghetti. It looks like fettuccine with um, a chunky sauce, which is delicious. But now I get to add the cheese, a half a cup of the grated parm. And this is where the pasta water can come in handy because if it, sometimes when you add cheese, it just gets like a little gloppy and stringy. But if you add a little bit of pasta water, I might not need it actually now because there's enough juice from the corn and the tomatoes. But if you need the pasta water, it is there for you. Mm, this looks so good. I'm gonna add a little bit more uh, grinds of freshly ground black pepper because always. And that's it. It is ready to go. The only thing left to do is serve this into bowls with fresh basil on top. The basil is absolutely crucial. It kind of brings the whole thing together. I hope yours turned out as beautifully as mine did. I'm just gonna take a little bite here and make sure everything tastes right, which I'm pretty sure it did. Here we go. Mmm, yes. It just tastes like summer to me corn and tomatoes like you can have them other times of the year but right now end of august new york tomatoes corn basil it's just so summery and right now i love it i hope yours turned out okay too so that's my recipe as you can see it was very easy i hope you learned a little bit of something i'm jenny rosenstruck and this is from the weekday vegetarians and thanks for cooking with me